Welcome to Public Showering, created by me, Sophie Duncan. This is the only podcast designed specifically for pole artists, aerialists, and movers of all kinds who want to learn how to build amazing choreography, tell your stories, and be the best performer you can be. Part of my Sadasi creative coaching system, I'll help you unlock your full fierce and creative selves using professional dance, theater, choreography, and circus tools, plus a hint of real life backstage stories and some simple confidence boosting skills. Hi friends, welcome to my fourth mini cast of my little introduction to Sadasi series. So hopefully this one won't be too long because I just have a habit of rolling over and over and over and over because it's so much fun. Um, so this podcast is all about music. Okay, so again, I have so many ways I can talk about music because it is obviously such a huge, important thing about storytelling and everything else. But as part of Sadasi, what I want us all to do is learn how we can use music in different ways, what makes a good track, and also some really basic skills of how you can cut stuff as well. So as part of Sadasi, I'll be showing you some really, 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 really basic skills of how you can mix your own music. Because I know a lot of us, we go away and we have to pay for people to do stuff, which is great. And I'm so happy. And if anyone wants me to uh, cut some music for you, I'd be more than happy to do that. Um, but I'm also going to show you how you can cut music and what would be good places to do that. So you don't always have to like send things over because it just takes time, doesn't it? So in this podcast right now, I'm just going to give you some like good and bad examples of music that's just not ideal. <laughs> um, although, I'll have to put it out there, there I, depending on what you're trying to tell, there's no music that's not going to work. You know, if it's right for your story, it's right for your story. And there are certain ways, like for me, I'm not someone that likes to keep faffing around changing tracks because that's definitely a thing that happens in poll and I would say it's totally relevant especially in things like comedy or if you're wanting a big impact because it feels like for me it sounds like cheerleading music where like you can have like a big punch or something and in the right context it totally works so whatever I'm about to tell you right now um do take it with a pinch of salt. This is this is my concept behind music. I would say that, generally speaking, there's no wrong answers as to music, but it is how you interpret your music, okay? Because music is a big deal. So, I'm going to give you a little bit of context of literally how much music I listen to <laughs> on a daily basis. So, again, most of you will know me as a pole dancer and hopefully now as the creator of Sadasi and also as a choreographer, movement director and all this kind of stuff. So... My music catalogue is huge and it's always been like that. Even before I became an artist, I've always been interested in music. I'm by no means a music maker. I don't play any music, but I know from a very young age that music takes me on a journey in such a big way. I sometimes talk about music with other people and I can just see they're just like glazing over thinking, oh my God, Sophie, what the hell are you talking about? It's very rare that I can listen to music purely for fun. I actually find it really difficult. I have to give myself days off from music because literally my head's so full of it that I just can't even can't. Um, so my music collections span from me as a choreographer. I have the most annoying Spotify in the world because I cannot put it on shuffle because there will be really, really, really like experimental electronic underground music, which is just random <laughs> tinny hitting things from like a random show I did 10 years ago. And then I'll have like massive classical music and then drum and bass and then a massive rock song and all this kind of stuff and it's chaos but also 
I'm a radio presenter, and so I'm constantly listening to new music, new artists, searching for things. So if, you, if you're one of these people who said, I don't like music, you do like music, everyone likes music, there's not a human on the world on the world that's a weird sentence there's not a human on this planet there's actually not that many animals on this planet that don't react to music babies react to music like if you think you're bad at choosing music find ways to discover and some of the easiest most simple ways is if you have things like spotify if there's a track that you like you can just go on spotify radio and it'll select a bunch of things for you if you leave youtube open long enough things will be suggested for you and if you feel like you're getting the same stuff all the time just do a little bit of research. Just sort of Google something like music genres and you'll find all kinds of different things. And it might just open your mind as to music because a lot of people come to me and be like, oh my God, your music's so cool. I love all your playlists. Yeah, I have 77 playlists on my Spotify right now. They're all categorized. Yes, I am insane, um, but they're all categorized and I know exactly what songs are in all of these things. I don't know the artists always, but I know what the sound is. So you know, do take time when you're planning your new concept to research music. Go into it. It's fun. You're going to hear some things. You're like, what the hell is this? And you're going to hate it. But you're probably going to find a bunch of stuff that might be completely irrelevant as well. Like if you're finding music, don't just put yourself in a category. Like, I need something that's sexy. Fine. But you might hear a bunch of stuff along the way. Just save it anyway. Most of you will do this as like a maybe, absolutely not. If I was you, I'd put them in categories, even if it's an absolutely not, because then if you use things like the shuffles and things on Spotify or on Apple Music or anything else, you're probably going to find stuff that's is taking you places that you didn't think you were going to go to. And I think that's dead important. Anyway, that's enough about music finding. Um, music for choreography. So... It's very, very important what you choose because if you choose a very well-known song, um, number one, we're, talking, we're going to talk about well-known music. Number one, well-known music, almost everyone will have a story for themselves about where they heard that music, what they associate it with, um, how it makes them feel. And you can use known music in a very, very good way. We'll have all seen this from um, most aerial competitions pole competitions a certain song will come on that will make us giggle so a prime example of this is as soon as the james bond music comes on like we instantly will start laughing because usually on stage someone is doing something sneaky um or if anyone's actually being serious which is never um <laughs> then um then we know what it means already. So using music that we know is a very, very good tool for making people understand your concepts. So be clever about it. For example, my pole art routine that I just did, it was Elvis Presley's Heartbreak Hotel. So I was worried for a hot second that using Heartbreak Hotel might make people think about heartbreak being a love thing and it's about a relationship and it was absolutely not about a relationship. There was no mention of an, an ex-boyfriend or something in that story. The heartbreak was about the character feeling heartbreak. But one thing that I realised is because of the choreography that I was doing, I was being sorrowful. And if someone took it as I had a big breakup, that's fine because my concept was about people getting tired of um, of the world just not working for them. So if someone thought that it was a relationship thing, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I was worried initially because <laughs> I wanted to make sure people just thought that 
I was just sad about life. And the major word that you hear all the time is heartbreak hotel. So what I was doing, I was being clever about the music. And this is a good thing that you can do with known music is be clever. And if you have something like Heartbreak Hotel, you're now building the world of the Heartbreak Hotel. The Heartbreak Hotel is where people who want to drink and hate life go. (laughs) And that's very useful and that's really relevant. So, yeah, just be clever about that. And the big thing is when classical music comes on as well, if you ever want to go down that road, Classical music is, again, a really good tool of this because you'll, for example, if you look at TV adverts, things like classical music are always used because they are known songs. And it's interesting. If you want to get an idea of how known songs can make you feel, just pay attention to adverts that are on on the TV for a little bit and you'll start to see certain things. If someone's being completely new and fresh, then they'll use a song that no one's ever heard before, uh, depending on what they're selling. Certain things, like, for example, Apple products, they usually play out a very famous artist and something that's really funky and very cool and very slick. And it makes you turn it on because it's a very clever way of getting that hook. So what you need to do with your music is it has to have what's called a hook, which is basically that like that thing that you hook onto and you go, oh, I know this straight away. So the next thing I'm going to say about choosing your music is... The most important thing to me, choose music that moves dynamically. So I also I also use this as a choreographic tool as well, because if you have a song that's completely monotonous and nothing really happens, you're going to have to be really clever with your with the way you move to music. OK, um, because basically there's lots of relationships you can have with music you can go with the music and why i'm by what i mean is like let's say you're dancing to the beat you'll dance to the beat of the music you can move away from that you can actively try and move away from the music in terms of physically what you're doing also emotionally you can deal with that as well so if your music's really really sad but you're playing a character that's incredibly happy that's really creepy for us to see as an audience, because we know that there's something wrong. And you'll see this in films all the time. You know when something's bad's about to happen on like a, a drama, you're, like an undertone of like creepy, eerie music will, will start to go. And as an audience, we suddenly go, oh my God, something weird's going to happen. And it's important. So bear that in mind. And the same thing, if we're seeing a really sad character and then we play happy music underneath it, that's creepy as well because somehow that happy music makes us feel even more sad because it's like we're remembering a happier time and we're watching this character not be part of the happy music and it's really bizarre so think about that think about that dynamic tone of the music and how it feels but also the dynamic range so what I mean is if you could imagine a song like a river. This is going to sound super contemporary and I've used this metaphor for choreography as well. Imagine the music is like a river and the journey of a river, okay? It starts somewhere in the mountains in a little, very slow-moving source and then it'll go down the hill a little bit, it'll start to bubble up a little bit. It might suddenly then go into a huge waterfall and have a big a big crescendo and then it'll gently move along again and then it'll go bubbly up and maybe it'll go through lots of rocks, blah, blah, blah. You get what I mean. Eventually it gets to the sea and everything's fine. If you imagine the journey of a river being your journey of your music, 
we are excited as an audience because we've got places to go. The music is going to move up and down and so are you. It gives you fruit. It gives you something to do as a creator because you know then this is the part in the track where that big drop happens. This is the part in the music where everything gets really, really quiet. And then you have the agency as the creator to go with or against the music and it gives you range. Like, there's no point making life hard for yourself. You know, if you find choreography really difficult, don't get a song that's boring, you know, and don't get a song that has words in it that you don't want to perform to, or don't get a song that doesn't make you feel something. Like, you might find a song, I do find this a lot, people tend to find songs that have words in it that match the story they're going to tell, but they don't actually like the song. And I personally would not do that, (laughs) okay? There are hundreds of thousands of songs in the world there will always be a song for you, okay? I, like I said, every month I probably listen to anywhere between, uh, on a on a quiet month, maybe 700 songs. On a big month, I've really gone at it, probably 3,000. And I'm being completely serious. I don't listen to the entire track half the time, <laughs> but I will listen to so many songs and there is always something for you somewhere, okay? So I'm going to stop there because, again, I could just ramble on about music forever, but I will go into music and developing music and also how you can mix music in another podcast. But I think it's really important. Like music is such a big thing. And also on that, silence is also a big thing. Um, I'm going to start making a little series of what I'm going to call super mini casts, which are literally going to be five minute moments of me ranting about things that are a bit annoying. And the use of pauses... (laughs) It's going to be one of those. There is nothing more terrifying on stage as to when someone pauses. It's really interesting. I had a five-second pause in one of my routines before, and people didn't know what to do. It was a part in the in the thing where I died, and people couldn't cope. It was Some people thought the piece had ended, and it, it's a really clever tool. So with your music, it's interesting. If you can find times in your music to either slow it down completely, because it gives you what I said, that dynamic range. If you're loving what you've been hearing in the Public Showering Podcast, you have to experience Sadasi. www.soduncan.com slash Sadasi. It's the online community that is everything you've been hearing in public showering, plus so much more. It's where you can get one-to-one help bringing all these ideas to your own work. It's where you can learn new creative coaching tools not shared on the podcast that will blow your mind even more. And it's where you can hang out and chat with other Sadasi members just like you and help each other unlock your creative potential. It's fun, it's chill, and I'm there for you when you need that little bit of extra support. So come join us at www.soduncan.com slash It's been a pleasure to have you with me today. I'll see you there. Love you, bye-bye.